Hello, I'm Jack Snow, and we are The Resistance. Welcome to our podcast, The Avalanche of Resistance, where you'll hear reports about vital grassroots activism across the web and beyond. On Sunday, Avalanche of Resistance will podcast an interview with Harley Ruda. We'll be teaming up with Jesse Dolamore of I Doubt It with Dolamore to bring this interview to you on both podcasts and on YouTube. But tonight, we want to take a dry run at this. So tonight, I want to welcome Jesse Dolamore of I Doubt It with Dolamore to Avalanche of Resistance. Hey, Jesse. Hello, Jack. How are you? Doing great. So on the docket for tonight, we have uh, Sean Hannity tied to a Russian oligarch. That was published in Raw's story. That's uh, not surprising. <laughs> not even kind of. Yeah, he uh, Sean Hannity seems to be quite intertwined. I, I, listen, I'm a former conservative. Years ago, I left the Republican Party and was a Fox News viewer then. And it's he was one of the reasons that I stopped watching Fox, even while I considered myself a conservative. So this isn't super, you know, necessarily uh, surprising to me, but it is alarming, which seems to kind of be the, the mantra for the Trump administration that nothing is really uh, shocking, but you still find it in yourself to be surprised at a new low um, for this group of knuckleheads. Knucklehead's a good way to fake fake put it. <laughs> By the way, we don't swear on this fake fake podcast, so we're going to have to edit some of that shit out. So, all right, <laughs> feel free. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and, and and bleep it all out because as per my as per my agreement with Apple, I don't fake fake swear. I will save you the edit points and not not do it. My my show is the other way, so I gratuitously <laughs> use flowery language. Well, speaking of gratuitous, it looks like uh, uh, Hannity threw uh, Michael Cohen under the bus when he said, I never hired him. Uh, doesn't that kind of make uh, Michael Cohen or his attorneys guilty of perjury? You know, I don't know. I, I, I am very perplexed by this entire situation with the, Sean Hannity being the third mystery client of Cohen. Um, I think Cohen really wants, he wants it both ways and Sean Hannity wants it both ways. It's more subterfuge by these people. Um, Cohen, obviously, like you said, he's, he's screaming from the rooftops. This is attorney client privilege. He is my client. And then, I don't know why it would seem beneficial to the entire situation on that side of things for Sean Hannity to say, yes, he's my attorney. I'm covered by attorney client privilege, but he didn't. What I think it might be, and this is just a stab in the dark by a layman, is I think because, I, look, I don't believe Sean Hannity is having an affair and I don't believe there was anything covered up. That's just my gut feeling. But I think it's it's a move to try to convince his wife <laughs> that, hey, man, there's no there's no P tape out there about me. I'm I'm a good guy. Um, but I think it's very likely that they are using the relationship, um, whether it be attorney client relationship or just the appearance of an attorney client privilege relationship as a back channel to communicate to Donald Trump. Um, it, it was just revealed uh, yesterday 
uh, or today, this this morning by Axios, that <laughs> that Sean Hannity has his run of the place. He has he has a, a a parking spot with his name on it, so to speak, at the White House. And anytime he wants to call, anytime he wants communication with Donald Trump, he can just ring up and he gets right through to the Oval Office. That kind of puts a hole in the theory that is floating around about uh, there being a back channel. But um, the, all of those calls, there's record of. The, the, the Freedom of Information uh, will eventually come out, whether uh, uh, there's a, a, an executive privilege uh, obstacle thrown in the way of it. Eventually, we will find out, the American people will find out what kind of communication has gone on between Sean Hannity and, and Donald Trump relative to communication to the White House through the White House switchboard. Now, if there's other things that are more nefarious that need to be talked about, they might need that lawyer relationship with the, the actual slime ball, not Comey, but uh, Cohen. And uh, I don't know. I, only time will tell, Jack. Only time will tell. Well, the, uh, when time doesn't tell, I believe that WAPO will. Uh, they talk... <laughs> They they, uh, they wrote in uh, WAPO today about the phone calls between Trump and Sean Hannity that happened early in the morning or late at night. Sounds so romantic. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, two peas in a pod. I think they make a lovely pair. Why exactly is there a problem with gay marriage? Exactly. I mean, these two guys are happy together. I'm fine with it. I've been married for 31 years. I would never even imagine interfering with somebody else who wants to take a shot at marriage and everything that comes with it. So I, I have absolutely no problem with this, this little late night tryst that Sean Hannity and uh, the president seem to be having. Uh, they're, they're welcome to do it. They could do it out in the open as far as I'm concerned. There's no reason to hide. Come on, guys, come out of the closet. You, you know, it is, it is a, a very troubling development for the state of the media in our country that Donald Trump is out in the open having these dinner parties and um, golf outings with uh, members of the media, whether it be Jesse Waters from Fox News, whether it be uh, Eric Bowling all the time, who's obviously no longer with Fox News, and also with Sean Hannity. This is... It's too much commingling going on. If this kind of thing had gone on during the Obama administration and and uh, Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon and Rachel Maddow and Chris Hayes and Lawrence O'Donnell were all cozy, buddy-buddy with Obama, have, going to dinner at the White House, going on golf outings with him, the right would have lost their collective minds. They're losing – because. Jesse, <laughs> Jesse, they have lost their collective minds anyway. Have you heard the way that the man talks about judges who are have a Latino surname or how he talks about people within his own FBI who are Republicans? But, you know, let's just say for the sake of discussion, McCabe, uh, his wife uh, was running as a Democrat. He himself was a Republican, didn't even bother voting in 2016. Uh, but. But his wife, just her being a Democrat was enough for him to lose his shit. Yeah, I don't uh, – it's not that they have it all together, but it's what mind they have, what loyalty to the country that, that I once thought they would have. I mean this is all new. There was a, a certain level of hypocrisy among both parties, uh, obviously I, I think more among Republicans. But it, it's 
it has surpassed any level that I thought it was possible to reach on an on an almost daily basis and predicated by Fox News, which has abandoned all of its any any semblance of conservative principle. And now it's just Trump, Trump, Trump. Yeah. Well, on the heels of that, well, let's 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 talk about that, Jesse, because because here's an interesting thing that was in the Dallas Morning News. This isn't new. They actually republished this because because uh, as of April 5th, the column was originally published in December 15th, 2017. So as of April 5th, they republished it because they thought, you know, this needs to be out there. Buried in the campaign finance reports available to the public are some troubling connections between a group of wealthy donors with ties to Russia and their political contributions to Donald Trump and a number of top Republican leaders. And thanks to changes in campaign finance laws, the political contributions are legal. We have allowed our campaign finance laws to become strategic, a strategic threat to our country. Literally, the Republican Party is awash in rubles. Uh, it, sadly, it is so. They have infiltrated our political system um, at the most core level. And unfortunately, that's, that's through money. That's how it happens, right? I mean, I mean, we, we've kind of set it out there that greed is good. And everybody who runs on the Republican ticket now is, is Gordon Gecko. Yeah, there were, there were two particular cases in, um, it, within that, that article from the Dallas Morning News that really exemplified and really uh, spoke to me. And, it, and it, they were so plainly, so obvious for, for a common sense person to look at them and realize that something's going on, especially in the 2015-2016 cycle. There were two men. One was... Um, Lynn Blatnovic. Now, he's a Russian-American. And in the, 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 the 09, 2010 cycle, he donated $53,400, kind of evenly spread across um, the two parties. In the 11-12 cycle, $135,000. 13-14 cycle, $273,000. And then 15-16 cycle, this, this past cycle, $6.35 million dollars not balanced across the parties, but exclusively Republican. That is a problem that not only the Federal Election Commission should be looking into, but the FBI, their counterintelligence operation should be into this. This is an infiltration of a hostile foreign power into our American political system. It is dangerous for us to go forward knowing that this kind of an influence and money is influence is taking place. The, the other the other case was a guy named Alexander. I'm so bad with these names. I, I can't even pronounce Smith right. Alexander Shustorovich, and he tried to give two hundred fifty thousand dollars to George W. Bush in one of his campaign cycles, and it was rejected because it was too close to Russia. And uh, he donated, and was it was accepted one million dollars to Donald Trump's inaugural campaign or his inaugural committee. This is a, a a clear and present danger that we face. And uh, no one but Democrats and very few Republicans seem to acknowledge it. It's time to run for the hills, Jack. I don't think so, dude. I'm going <laughs> to look, man, I'm descended from a bunch of a bunch of Nazi fighters. I will stand my ground with my last breath. Now, that said, I have no plan B for elections. 
we're going to either win this blue wave or we're not. But I will keep trying until we do. I will put it that way. All right. So so we also have uh, Mike Pompeo sneaking off to meet with Kim Jong-un. Uh, that was in the Washington Post. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know what your take on this is, but it seems very problematic because he's doing diplomatic work. Now, look, I know he aspires to be the secretary of state and Donald Trump wants him to be secretary of state. And given um, some other uh, switch in votes, it, it looks it's going to be a tough road for him. However, he is not yet the secretary of state. He is the top spy in the country, and spies aren't ch- tasked with diplomatic work. Why is he unconfirmed operating as though he's the secretary of state? That's a problem, and it's disrespectful not only to our Constitution, not only to our system of government, not only to the Senate, which has the power to advise and consent. It's disrespectful to the American people. Because it's it's backhanded and it's uh, it's subterfuge. It's it's secret. It's clan. It, it, this isn't the way it works. No well, he, good. Yeah. Well, he met with he met with Kim Jong Un. What was it? It says two weeks ago. Um, over Easter, yeah. Uh, over over Easter weekend. Um, didn't we have a Secretary of State back then? Uh, am I wrong? Did he get I fired? Yeah. I don't know the exact date that Tillerson got let go, but he certainly was. Uh, he was on the outs. I think he was out of the country when he got fired. I would have to, I'd have to Google that. I am, uh, I'm bad enough with what I'm going to do tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> and also, so many people get fired. They get uh, shit canned from the the administration that uh, it's uh, it's tough to keep track, Jack. Oh, you got to look at tough. you got to look at his <laughs> tweets. That's how you know somebody got fired because he's going to tell him in a tweet that he got fired. My understanding uh, is the reason that he does that is because he's a wimp. He can't stand confrontation. And you wouldn't know that to see him up performing on television because he seems to thrive on it. But apparently he doesn't. He doesn't like confrontation, so he fires these people by tweet. I mean, come on. Would you actually believe your boss had fired you if you if you got a tweet about it? Nah, you'd want him to you'd want him to say it to your face. Yeah, he uh it is pretty well known that he's conflict averse. Um and it is it's a statement of weakness. I mean, look, I'm a former United States Marine, and I, I can't imagine any kind of discipline coming down via via tweet. <laughs> and I love the Twitter. Don't get me wrong. But that's not where that kind of thing should happen on Twitter. Oh, boy. So uh, the next part that I just don't even want to talk about because it's so, uh, it's so bad. Uh, we lost... Lady Barbara Bush last night. Um, thoughts on that? Um, I, I had a lot of admiration for Barbara Bush. Strong woman. I'm uh, I'm drawn to strong women. I have a lot of respect for strong women. And she was not only pro-choice, you know, in defiance of her husband and family's party, but she also was very, very outspoken during this last campaign cycle, saying that no sane woman would vote for Donald Trump. And that's just, you know, she's, that's a, she is a maverick when so many of these, um, you know, what people would consider traditionally strong Republican men, she's taken the lead. She's, she's uh, saying the things that, that these leaders should be saying. 
And uh, I, I just admired her. I, I thought she was uh, she was fantastic. Yeah, she was one of my favorite people, and and the pearls were just so classy. Uh, she was, I mean, and she was she was a bona fide blue blood, right? I mean, and and yet she carried herself with such with such grace, and she was so respectful to people. And 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 one of the things that stands out in my mind is her holding the AIDS babies at a time when most people thought you could get infected by AIDS just by touching someone who was infected. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot listen, there's a lot that could be said about the Bush family overall, but there are there are nuggets of gold within that family that uh I wouldn't say are beyond reproach, but are certainly um they haven't dragged themselves to the levels of some of the others. So, she's definitely one of them. I I'm uh I mean, she lived a long, healthy, decent life, and uh, she'll be missed. Uh, definitely. Um, I, I, I don't usually get emotional over death at all. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, we, we, we lost a lot of people that I think are, are important. We lost Tom Petty. We lost, we lost Carrie Fisher. Uh, uh, and, and, and not just in Hollywood, some, some very important people in literature and, 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 I'm I'm feeling stupid right now because it slips my mind, but but this was the one Stephen, that I, Stephen Hawk Stephen Hawking Stephen Hawking, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but she was one of the ones that actually kind of got to me because it was like she was she was such an exemplary character. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, I mean, I would. It's it wouldn't be surprising, but it, it'll be it'll be soon. Not not too long before um, George H W goes because they're both. She was ninety two. And they are within um, just a few weeks, I think, of one another, um, age-wise. So uh, it's uh, it's sad, but you know, uh, death is it's, it's in the cards. <laughs> it is definitely part of this part of the deal. Definitely, um, that generation, I think, I think, gave us a lot. Um, they they faced some some real challenges in in their own time, and and. You know, I mean, it was kind of not unlike the situation that millennials are in right now, where they didn't create the situation that they had to solve. And and so here we are. We have this situation. We didn't create it, but we have to solve it. And it's a similar thing. You know, fascism has reared its ugly head again. Um, But I think I think that that generation gave us an example that we can follow. And, and, you know, I mean, again, here I go being sentimental again, and, and uh, you, you can make what you want of that. But, but I, think, I, think that, uh, I think that we're going to be good going forward. Um, as long yeah. as, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was, I was going to say, as, basically, as long as, as we keep this America, um, and, and some, with, with the Koch brothers trying to actually pay to shred the Constitution— they're they're trying to have a constitutional convention. Oh, you must really be patriotic if you want to shred the constitution and start over. Yeah, you know, I'm uh I'm I scream about this on my show all the time that uh I'm not going to let the the right wing, you know, fringe uh fascist light forces uh take away the flag. Take away uh, patriotism. I do consider myself a patriot. I'm proud of the American flag. I'm proud of having served in the in the in the Marine Corps. I'm, you know, I, all those things that that they they've tried to hijack. 
I think it is high time that Democrats and liberals and progressives take that back and refuse to allow it to become bastardized and taken over by a group of people who are so quick to sell out their country, so quick to sell out even their party for a little bit of power. It's absurd. Well, and, and that's exactly what they have done, right? Yeah, most certainly. That, that's it's. We are in very tenuous times. When you said that you know fascism is rearing its its head again, who knew that it would rear its head on our shores once again? This is something you expect from from strong men, either in South America or in in European nations. This isn't something that that should happen in the United States of America, the 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 mightiest, most uh, diverse country on the planet. It's well, and they, Very scary times. And, and like you said, it is time to stand. It is time to fight. We need to take our country back. Well, and, 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 and with a straight face that they can say that that America has lost its moral bearing. No, we haven't. At least at least most of us haven't. And certainly not the people who are, are driving this blue wave haven't. Um, my my podcast episode beside beside or before uh, the, the one that I did last night with Katie Hill was actually a fire and brimstone speech that I felt compelled to do to defend the the kids of Parkland. Um, and I'm an atheist. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, it is, listen, as, as, as dangerous as are the times that we live, as divided as this country is, when you've got your, your um, yeah, kitchen table terrorist organizations like the NRA out there right now. I am am heartened every day by both my audience and what I witness across the country in the indivisible movement that there are people, young people and old people alike who will stand shoulder to shoulder to take up for this country and stand against these fascist powers like Donald Trump, like those in the NRA, like Dana Lash, like the you know the young and and dumb Tommy Laren, and against the 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 Fox News um, media industrial complex that has arisen to to run interference for Donald Trump, it is definitely positive and uh, it gives me a lot of hope for the future. The other problem with with confronting Republicans, as I see it, is we can't even agree on the facts. Uh, you know, I mean. When you see things like this headline from the Washington Post, from freezing to triple digits in 10 hours, these states just went on a wild weather ride. Oh, but, you know, climate change is a hoax. It is very, very perplexing to me. Now, it is good news that now we are kind of gingerly um, backtracking to maybe get back into the Paris Climate Accord. However, we are on the precipice of something major um, happening going forward like it did this last year with Puerto Rico and Florida and the insane winter that we had, maybe not here in California, but this is going to continue and the intensity is going to become more and greater as we go forward unless we do something right now. We're at the tipping point and you've got Republicans, like you just said, that can't agree about science, about facts, people who try to who say, you know, it's the same people like Mike Pence who say uh, evolution needs to be taught as a theory. Like I've got a theory that Donald Trump is colluding. It's not that kind of theory, 
jerk offs. Well, here's and, and I say this to anybody who will listen. Stop throwing the word theory around. It's a serious word. When, yes. When in science you say, I have a theory, other scientists sit up and say, really? Tell me about yeah. it. Because that means, that means that you had a hypothesis that you tested over and over and over again, then submitted for peer review. It was tested to a mathematical certainty and the null hypothesis was rejected. Theories are never actually proven, but when you reject the null hypothesis, you hold it until somebody else finds a better theory. Now, that's the problem with this idea of conspiracy theories, because it actually lends legitimacy to speculation. And that's all it is, is speculation and not even very good speculation. Yeah, there, there's I mean, there's a problem on the right and with conspiracy theory in general, but th there is certainly a problem with um, the discrediting of science, not a, just a fundamental misunderstanding of of um, peer review and replication in, in studies and science and research. And they don't they don't they don't value it. And they I think it's because they fundamentally don't understand how science works. And it's uh it's bummer. It's definitely, definitely a bummer. What's horrifying about it is I have two brothers who are engineers. These are smart guys. I mean, they're really freaking smart. I have a sister who's a CPA. Brilliant people. Highly intelligent. But they question the science behind climate change. Hmm. So That's, it's... Uh, yeah, I don't... Are they... Uh, they're conservatives? They're conservatives. They're religious. So it's, it's dogma. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and we we can we can talk about dogma related to religion, but you know, I mean, hey, I'm an atheist. I've met dogmatic atheists; they exist. Oh, for sure. My my uh, my co-host Brittany Brittany Page, um, her she wrote an article for Skeptic Magazine that was about uh, the three shades of atheism, and there she found through research, through data, through a data analysis. Uh, her thesis for her master's was about um, anti-atheist prejudice, and part of that she she split off and wrote this this article for for Skeptic. And absolutely, there are dogmatic atheists. So much so that within like 20 minutes of her having published this article in in Skeptic magazine, um, people were doing uh, YouTube videos and acting just like. Uh, she wrote about that they are dogmatic and can't see in front of their, you know, the 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 hand in front of their face relative to uh, to any other possibility. And look, I, I'm an atheist. She's an atheist. And they were calling her a closet theist because of the numbers, the data that she came to. It's bizarre. Do you do you have any memory of 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 what her conclusions were by any chance? About which thing? Ab about about uh, the the data on atheism i mean i'm 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 kind of following but i'm not clear on it well she um it's a bummer she's not here cuz obviously she could speak to it very very well it's that it was how people categorize themselves as atheists you've got your agnostic atheists you've got dogmatic atheists and you've got your kind of moving into agnosticism deists and then theists and there was a flavor of atheists that was that was uh, prone to say, I know 
there's no God. And that is absurd. There's no way to know that there's no God. There's a way to say, given the evidence that we have, I choose to believe there isn't one or any gods. Um, but to say you know there's no God is, it's for me, it's as ridiculous as saying you know there is one. Well, I, 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 think, I think where I'm at um, on this is it's not that I think there's no God. It's that I think they're wrong about God. I, I think they don't know him any better than I do. Absolutely. I would agree with that. All right, so... It's settled. <laughs> right, exactly. We're, we're done. Except that we need to... Uh, at, at the, during my introduction, I was, I was talking about how you and I are going to meet Sunday with, hopefully, Harley Ruda, and we're going to do an interview which is going to be... Am I right on both of our podcasts? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Excellent. And it's also going to be on your YouTube channel and people can tune in and watch that. Um, are there any other details we want people to know about? Uh, I don't know. If, if we, uh, I guess if, you, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, my, my Twitter handle is at Dollamore, D-O-L-L-E-M-O-R-E. My co-host who happens to be a bummer. She's not here right now. Hers is Brittany E. Page, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-E, Page, P-A-G-E. And uh, the the YouTube channel, just search Dollamore. I'm out there. I used to be um, with uh, Occupy Democrats, doing the Occupy Democrats report on Facebook. I've kind of stepped back from that role to start a company called Statesmith now. So um, we got a platform. We're, the the interview is going to be great. Harley is a, a standout. Uh, he's going to make a wonderful congressman for the 48th, which actually is the district in which I live. So I'm excited. Well, that sure beats what they got right now, Russian Rohrbacher. Yes, it does. And yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so so the neat thing about it is that you've been doing all this stuff for a very long time. I never became a podcaster until the resistance happened. You wake up on on uh, uh, November 9th, 2016, and it's like, shit, what happened? Yeah. I got to do Tell something. Me about it. Yeah. Well, November 9th, 2016 was the day that I actually re changed my registration from no party preference here in California to the Democratic Party. Yeah, I, I think I've become a yellow dog Democrat myself. It is, uh, it, you know, it, with the advent of his election, it 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 it's signaled to me that it was time to take sides, and that side for me and any clear thinking American, um, in my estimation, is against Donald Trump and against the Republican Party. And I think more more um, advances can be made from within the party um, than outside of it. So, I uh, I changed my party registration. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think that that where we're going politically right now is ultimately a positive direction, ultimately, meaning in the long run. Um, sure. World War Two was not a good thing, but uh, some good things came about uh, because of it. Um, and I, I, I think call me call me an optimist, but but I'm actually more of an opportunist. You know, the difference between an opportunist and, and an optimist and a pessimist is that the, the pessimist thinks that the, the glass is half empty, the, the optimist thinks the glass is half full, and the opportunist says, Fake news. I'm drinking the water while you guys argue over semantics. 
Wow, you know how to wrap up a, uh, an episode, Jack. It's good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Jesse, for joining us on the Avalanche of Resistance. Uh, we're going to probably put this podcast out as soon as I finish editing all, out all of my my free language. And uh, <laughs> Well, I appreciate you having me on. All right, great. Thanks, Jesse. Uh, you got a real slick podcast. It's, it's done very professionally. I'm impressed. Uh, everybody uh, who's listening to this show, please subscribe to uh, Avalanche of Resistance and subscribe to I Doubt It with Dolomore. We would appreciate it very, very much. Good night, Jesse. Good night, Jack.